Christina, and thank you for checking into the Home for Wayward OCs. This is a podcast where friends and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. Today, our guest is my new friend Sam. Sam, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. It's a little chillier than I expected it to be today. Do you want to come up and join me? We're supposed to get snow twice tomorrow. No, I'll stay down south. <laughs> I I do not blame you one bit. I remember those Kansas City winters. It was weird because in Kansas City, the snow stays. Here, it's melted by the next day. Yeah. And it turns brown. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to that part. No. <laughs> So that oh. was really funny whenever you made that connection that we both have KC uh, roots. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I tell people, especially because, um, I don't know if you know Patrick Mahomes, he's like the new Chiefs quarterback. I know sports. Um, but he, I don't know sports either. But he's from Texas Tech, which is here in Lubbock. And so all of a sudden there's all these Chiefs fans in Lubbock and it's just so <laughs> weird. And so I have to tell people, I'm like, I am not a fair weather fan. Thank you very much. <laughs> Oh, man. Sports. I wish I could say that I follow sports, but I, I, I don't. I know there's a football. I know. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's it's funny they mention that because, like, when I moved out here for my job, like, my dad told me, like, no, make sure that you go to the Chiefs game if you get a chance. And I was like, Dad, I don't do football. <laughs> it's cold. It's cold in Kansas City. Yes. I left, I think I left literally every single game that my that my college had for football. I think I left every single game at halftime after the band got done performing. Just because it's like, I don't care about mm-hmm. football. I don't understand all of the different penalties and like how they get, how they get different yardage and why they switch directions and things. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I used know. to bring books to Royals games and... I would wear oh a helmet God. because I was always afraid that, like, a fly ball would come and hit me and I wouldn't be paying attention. <laughs> it was great. Fun, anic- fun anecdote about baby Ooh. Christina. Um, there, was a, there was a time in my life, well, there, I say a time in my life, it was middle school, um, when, like, if we got high enough grades for, like, the honor roll or whatever, like, we would get free tickets to Ooh. Cardinals games. And so it'd be like, oh, like, you get in the honor roll all year and then you get two tickets to a Cardinals game. So one year, one of my friends and I took our dads to a game, and she and I sat there and came up with, we worked on a story that we were making together, which at some point I might have Ron to talk about on the show, because it's very middle school, <laughs> but we also put a lot of effort in building it. But we sat there, and we had, like, our little notebooks, and we were writing and drawing things out while our, par- while our dads talked about baseball <laughs> on either side of us. And we did that for the whole game. We did not pay a well lick of attention. <laughs> Yes, we were well behaved. Entertained and well behaved. (laughs) Been there. I know how that goes. Mm -hmm. Mm. It's always fun. We probably we probably should switch (laughs) off sports. I thought that's why I came on because you and I are sports experts. (laughs) We are such experts. (laughs) Tune in in twenty twenty for Sam and Christina's podcast about sports they know vague things about. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've heard that there are players involved in the game of hockey i think that's what they're called yeah players mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah there might be there might be there might be some sticks involved who knows there might, who knows you know we'll find out we'll do the research so you don't have to <laughs> <laughs> that's my pitch that's what i got <laughs> oh <my gosh>. mm-hmm. <laughs> that could work sam who are we talking about today 
We are talking about my character from Fate and the Fable Maidens, and her name is Twiddle Twaddle. Yes. Uh, I am, I'm a big fan of Fate FM. <laughs> it is one of the shows that I always make sure to double check my iTunes whenever I'm, like, getting ready to sync, because I have, like, rotations of podcasts. Like, when I'm at work, I like to start mm-hmm. my day off with a McElroy. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of go into like, okay, I'm going to listen to episodes from my friends' podcasts. And I always make sure that Fate FM is one of those. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. I feel very honored. You're welcome. <laughs> Praise is much deserved. <laughs> thank you. So, what's one thing that we uh, are really happy about with Fate FM is that it is family friendly. And so you can listen without headphones at work. And that's what one thing uh-huh. we tell people or listen to it in the car with your kids. Um, which is something I appreciate because my job is very much uh, keep the headphones in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine is too, but more out of courtesy to my coworkers mm-hmm. than any like concern about. Well, I mean, depending on what you're listening to, there might be some concerns. <laughs> but say so I have somebody who watches soap operas during her lunch break <laughs> at my office. Hey, you know what? Live your That's best right. life. I don't know how she gets access to him, but go right ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. So, um, what do you want to know about Twiddle? <laughs> um, how about a basic summary of Twiddle for people listening who may or may not have actually listened to any of Fate and the Fable okay. Maidens yet? Um, so, for Fate and the Fable Maidens, we are an actual play D&D 5th edition podcast. And so Twiddle is a changeling barbarian, a path of the battle rager. Um, it's really mm-hmm. interesting because when I created Twiddle, um, changelings, the race was on Unearthed Arcana, hadn't been published yet. And now that it's been published in Eberron, I've actually had to adjust uh, a few things. Most of it was pretty much on point, um, but such as when she takes different forms, uh, her voice goes along with that form as well, has been like one major mm-hmm. thing. Um, and then the Battle Rager, oh, I don't remember where we found it, <laughs> but I, one thing I knew about Twiddle is she's not an angry person, which doesn't, would you think would go with Barbarian, because mm-hmm. Barbarians have rage, and so Renee helped me find uh, Path of the Battle Rager, and so basically I have um, spiked armor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's very neat. That, that's been fun, uh, mechanically and... Um, I think it fits her personality as well. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And one th- other thing about Twilight that you need to know is her weapon of choice is a homebrew item. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very good homebrew item. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, her homebrew item is a bear trap that she uses to whack people with mm-hmm. or um, grapple. So. Oh, my God. I just had a great idea. Oh. I don't know how far, I don't know how far y'all are going to do stuff with Fate FM, I hope, to the bitter end, because I want to be there for that journey. <laughs> but it would be really neat if at some point she got to do, like, summon spiritual energy and give herself a chain chomp. Okay, you you mentioned Pokemon earlier. I shouldn't be surprised that this came up. <laughs> like, one thing I've told Renee, like, eventually where I'd like to go with it is have the ability that if you're grappled by it, that you can't use magic to get out. Oh, that'd be neat. But um, right now, the bear trap is not doing so hot. But um, chain chomp. We've talked about some people want it to be sent. Uh, is it 
sentient sentient yeah it's like it's not centennial that's something else yes some people have talked about how they wanted to be sentient and um Mm -hmm. that's just something we haven't decided yet uh i kind of think of it as like a teddy bear to her that's yeah like a comfort item yeah that's sharp and hard and cold Mm -hmm. but it's her teddy bear yeah i can appreciate that (laughs) um but it's funny because the bear trap actually is how twiddle began Mm-hmm. I, yeah, how did you how did you come up with the concept for Twilight? So, um, we knew that we wanted to do a podcast, and none of us had really thought about what we wanted to be, I think, at that point. Um, mm-hmm. But I was trying to so- decide and think of, you know, who came to me and who felt really authentic. And I was watching a movie. I was actually watching A Cabin in the Woods. And very early on in the movie, uh, a zombie farmer guy kind of comes out. And he's using a bear trap as a weapon. And I was like, I could do that. I'm like, that is so cool. Uh, and so I texted Renee because she was more versed <laughs> with D&D than I was at the time. And I was like, Renee, I want to use this weapon. And so she kind of led me down the barbarian, like, you know, tunnel. Um, and uh, we kind of went from there. But it was really interesting because mm-hmm. Renee got to collaborate with other DMs that we know here in Lubbock. And, you know, talk about the stats for this weapon and what all can it do. Because it, it is a homebrew weapon. Um, I haven't met anybody else who uses a bear trap mm-hmm. yet. Um, maybe. We'll find out. But maybe there's a reason people don't. You're a trailblazer. Um, but <laughs> so that's really where she came from was this bear <laughs> trap idea. And I really have, like, fallen in love with, like, the aesthetic of it and um, Matt. Uh, from your podcast, Greg Scale, is actually making me uh, prop one so I can take it to cons and stuff. <laughs> Christina's face at that. <laughs> I'm. I don't know why I'm surprised that Matt is building a prop bear trap. He's very sweet to do that for me, and we've been talking about like the different shapes. There are more options than I thought to make a bear trap, but he's giving me them, and I'm like, yeah. So, I'm very excited. So, uh, I will say she's so she's a little lost. Uh, spoiler, because she's without her bear trap right now. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a little difficult. I have every faith that <laughs> Renee will be able to give you back the bear trap, new yeah. and better and stronger. I hope so, because I I told her I said I was being <laughs> the player who was doing everything right and following the story, and I got punished <laughs> out of everyone. So she knows she knows she owes me big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that's all I'm gonna say about uh, that part because I don't want to give anything away. But good night. <laughs> with with coming up with Twidal, like, did you have anything in particular that drew you to playing a changeling, or was it just like, hey, this sounds really neat. I want to play this this particular kind of character. It it was kind of a little bit of both. Um, I really liked the idea of playing something that I didn't feel like went well with the barbarian. Um, I think a lot of times changelings are used to be rogues or to be bards because they do have that, you know, they can look like anyone they've ever seen. And mm-hmm. I liked the idea of playing someone who doesn't really use that to her advantage all the time. Um, she, yeah. And with being a barbarian, she's kind of an outcast in certain ways. Um, there's sometimes I'll actually roll insight to see if she knows how to behave in a certain situation and it, depending on what I roll, uh, I'll 
act out something. I I love I love that mechanic. That's a fun mechanic to play, especially when you're like doing like an outsider character, mm-hmm. well, an outsider type of character, I guess. Thank you. I appreciate that. And so it's just like my first. I tried her out at a couple of one shots beforehand, and there was one. We walked into this really grand party, and I rolled insight, rolled really low because she's her intelligence is average, and um, she like just walked in in a booming voice said hey everybody um you know and everybody looked at her and she's like hi (laughs) oh my gosh i love that (laughs) so um that's the part i liked about the changeling is i feel like change for some reason changelings are also very delicate to me because they are a slender race and she's a barbarian Mm -hmm. and um it's also and i think it's been fun in game because i think a lot of times other player characters or even sometimes npcs want to use her ability and it's almost like they're more crafty about it than she is because she's just like this is just a thing i can do like yeah ain't no thing um and sometimes Mm -hmm. it doesn't work out so well for her especially when she turns into a very famous rock star and gets mobbed you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so she's kind of had to learn how to deal with that yeah, I, I enjoy listening to, well, I enjoy listening to all of Fate FM, but I enjoy listening to the parts where Twidal is all of a sudden thrust into the role of the face yep. for the party. <laughs> which, and she's, which she's pretty charismatic, because changelings are very charismatic, but she's not the most, like, I hate to use this word, but, you know, insightful on social situations. Um <laughs> And so it can be really funny. Um, but it, it's also fun for me because it's like she's so particular. It's almost like an outfit at times. Like she wants to pick the right person to be when she meets mm-hmm. somebody. And that's kind of how yeah. she sees it a lot of the time. And so it's been interesting playing that race. And it's been interesting with the addition of Eberron and everything that's been added to the Changeling uh, race now that it's official. Um, because it wasn't official whenever – I created the character and when we first started recording and so I've made a few adjustments but honestly a lot of it was like already kind of fit into the story and so good (laughs) I'm so glad that the official Dungeons and Dragons company can support (laughs) Twidal in her character (laughs) and so it's been it's it's been really interesting and um yeah interesting i feel like we've probably seen official artwork for twilight at this point um but like in general is there anything in particular that you would say is like i guess signature for her besides her bear trap like phys- like mm-hmm. appearance wise um, stuff like that Besides the spiked armor, which is really neat. She has her spiked armor. She did not have it until level three. We had to go find it. And I say that in air quotes. Um, I knew it was coming. I was waiting for it. Um, (laughs) But uh, Mm -hmm. one thing that's kind (laughs) of, I don't know why this is important, but it's important is her ends are kind of like her her hair, the ends of her hair uh, kind of are like a Mm -hmm. minty seafoam green. Um, Which I actually have, I've been working slowly on piecing together a Twidal cosplay outfit and so i bought an off-white wig that i plan on dyeing the tips green um and i think mm-hmm. that's important for other reasons i can't say right now um but that is one thing that okay. uh, i don't think a lot of people know necessarily but uh, 
Okay. Um, and she also has her uh, Interesting. tribal totem, which is a necklace that's uh, it's like a bear head coming out of a bear claw, if that makes sense. Okay, I think I, I, think I understand what you mean. Like, like the claw goes yeah, exactly. and the bear head goes the other way? And so, um, okay. which is why I always just, yeah. So which I always use the bear emoji whenever I talk about Twiddle. <laughs> and I love bears. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bears so, are great. That's your their tribe. I love bears. I every time I go out into the wilderness, I like walk around and I just like yell bear, thinking maybe one will come. And no such luck. <laughs> oh, I, I completely, I, I definitely agree with that part because so bears sweet. are great. I mean, I feel bad for like bear attacks, but in theory, they're wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In concept and appearance, yes. they're wonderful. And in zoos. They're really wonderful in zoos. <laughs> yes. Yes, they're great in zoos. <laughs> when you can love them from afar, but... Yeah. Yep. When you can appreciate the thing, but not have to worry about actually being physically yeah. mm-hmm. responsible for the thing. <laughs> Anything that you want to share about Twiddle's backstory that can help people when they're getting into Fate and the Fable Maidens? Yeah. Um, I think one thing you learn early on is she has just now come down from her mountain. Um, and she says it's to find a mate. Um, there wasn't really anybody for her in her changeling tribe, <laughs> um, which is why I think she landed on Howard so hard, um, mm-hmm. which everybody keeps telling me they've only known each other for like a couple days. And I'm like, I don't care. It is love. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been decided. I think it's very cute. And somewhere around here, I have a doodle up that I made of them when I was at work. I need to see. When I when I find it, I will send okay, it to please you. Do. Um, I will. But um, I think one thing about her backstory is there's a lot about changeling lore that I think hasn't really been thought about yet that will come up very soon. But her tribe, she was still kind of an outcast there as well. Um, nobody like she wasn't bullied by any means because I don't think anyone would dare try. Um, <laughs> but Good. I think that there was an outcast there, which is why she tries so hard to be useful to Winnie and Meriwether a lot of the mm-hmm. time. Uh, I will say the hardest part coming down from the mountain was she did have to leave her brother behind and his name is mm-hmm. Twee, which I mentioned in the first episode because she was like, I'm a man. Um, and so uh, I think that was the hardest part for her to leave was to leave her brother behind. Oh, as as someone with a brother, I definitely, I definitely understand that part. Yeah, my I have one brother, and he's getting married next month, and it's adjustment for sure. Oh, weddings, man. <laughs> Which I plan if yeah. God is my witness, I will have a fate of him wedding. I will get Twiddle will marry Howard. I know that 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 is like that's one thing that like I keep. I have certain things that, like, I like to tease Renee or wait till she gets really sleepy and make her agree to things, and that's one of them. Can I hear this list? Oh, yes. Uh, she wants a baby Kraken. Oh, my God. <laughs> carry around, kind of like a Steven. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, so I think she'd be really well. She's her. I think her animal handling is, like, minus one, so it might be a little questionable. Uh, and then uh, I want to be a werebear. Nice. Um, I keep waiting for that that opportunity. Uh, we did a live show in August, and I was like, is that when she's going to become a werebear? And Renee was like, no. And I'm like, are you sure? 
because she might. <laughs> and I was like, it could happen. Uh, and so being a werebear is another. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think now Matt kind of like introduced this, but I think uh, opening her own restaurant is now a new thing. Because she likes that'd be that'd be interesting. It's but it's not for the food; it's for the plates. <laughs> but she doesn't want to sell designer plates. But for some reason, she's gonna like help with the restaurant. So I apparently I need to find somebody who will like make the food because she's not gonna do that. Oh my god! Or she could get married to Howard and go on archaeology and dig up old plates. Well, yeah, like old cool plates. Like we've talked about. Like I'm like. Howard would totally go back to her with the mountain just because he's so interested in people. He'd want to know, like, all about the, chi- the like, tribe lore and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, oh, yeah. Like, I've already got plans for Howard. Like, he's coming back. <laughs> and he has no idea. But it was really funny. In this last episode we recorded, and this isn't too spoilery, but she definitely tried to make Howard jealous with Keb, and it just did not work. Howard is like, okay. Oh. <laughs> Howard is just he's, too good, too, too pure. Good. He doesn't have any clue, and she's just like, mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she doesn't know how to flirt, so it's fine. It's fine. But he and but he and Twyla can be tall and that's small. Right. That's right. That's right. So it's that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my plans. That I I don't think I have any other plans besides you know, bear trap becoming ultimate bear trap. <laughs> yes, that would be. That would be super mm-hmm. cool to see. Now I'm just picturing like, like an ultimate attack where she like summons a hail of bear traps from the oh, sky yeah. or well, something. It's like anytime I play in a one shot and I have like a, any a magic user and I have spiritual weapon, I just always pick a bear trap because I'm like I don't know what else to do. Like, I think that's just Samantha <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so hopefully Twilight will never learn spiritual weapon or we might be in trouble. Which. I mean, that'd be really interesting, because you can get spiritual weapon with, what, like, clerics and paladins and maybe, like, mm-hmm. maybe warlocks or something like that. Okay, I feel like it does have to be definitely I wonder if it's like a like warlock. Hex- I don't know if it's, like, hexblade, like, specific, maybe? I don't know. Because I know I've heard people using spiritual weapon. Usually it's, mm-hmm. like, clerics. But I feel like I knew of at least one, like, maybe a maybe a druid? I would argue that Hexblade might be more of, like, a bonded well, weapon. I also feel like bards could have it, because I'm playing a uh, College of Lore bard in my Friday night campaign right now, and there's a moment where I can oh, choose, nice. uh, like, a couple of spells from other classes. So I think even bards could technically mm-hmm. have it at some point. Ooh. Which would be good for a bard. That'd a bard might cool. need that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That would mean that Winnie could have a spiritual weapon. I don't even know what she'd pick. Like a nutcracker? I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> she's like slowly like turning. It's really funny because she's slowly turning into this jester, uh, which is like just, yeah, jester. Mm-hmm. Jester, not gesture, jester. And um, <laughs> it's really funny because she's trying like to turn into this like comedian bard and Twiddle mm-hmm. so badly wants her to sing. Like, because Twaddle just thinks she's amazing. <laughs> but I, I I appreciate that so much. It's, it's counterintuitive. <laughs> it's it's just it's just so good. <laughs> so that's been fun, like watching Winnie grow, um, mm-hmm. in that direction. So I I don't know what Winnie would do. Or whoopee cushion? Like could you? Is there something? Or a ooh? What about a um? You know, like those hand zappers? Like when you go to shake somebody's hand. <laughs> 
Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be interesting. I could see her with that. I, w- I was going to suggest that she have one of those, like, one of those, like, keyboard phone things where it's got, like, where it's, like, a, there's a hose part that you can use to blow air in and that powers, like, the piano keyboard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, is that, like, a melodica, I think is the name of it? Sure. But one of, one of mm-hmm. those. Because it's, it's, like, just, like, meme Yeah. Like, enough. Oh, yeah. That I feel like that'd be good for a jester. Is it John Best? Uh, uh, yeah, John Batiste, he has yeah. one, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not. That was what I was really? of when I was like, <laughs> this is kind of what yeah, it looks I like. Yeah, I do that. He's a fun guy. He's he's a lot of fun. He's really great. He's got a whole, he has like a whole EP out on Spotify, I think. It's not super new, mm-hmm. but it's very good. I like him. I don't know what Meriwether would pick. Meriwether would pick something like <laughs> fierce. It'd be something like terrifying. <laughs> A bazooka <laughs> that, no! is, that is five times her size. No, that's so true, though. I thought it would be something like that, or like an atomic bomb, or like a um, anvil, <laughs> and it would just loom over your head. A Looney Tunes to... anvil. Oh, oh yeah. my god. That would be Meriwether, like 110%. Oh my god. Laura and Becca, if you're listening, hear your ideas. <laughs> hear your ideas. Write them down. Next cast meeting. Well, definitely. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll have that out. Um, it's really funny. Like, we we had to have like a, a sit down meeting because we're about to enter some more like serious parts, uh, which I mean, we're still going to keep our humor and our lightheartedness, but you know, um, Renee has really talked about how she wants this show to have depth, like TV shows like Avatar, the last airbender or, uh, mm-hmm. S- Steven, the universe, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and so we want to keep what we have, but just add a little bit more depth. And so we've had to have meetings and talk about like, okay, this might be an issue for our characters. How are we going to resolve mm-hmm. it and almost plan it out, but not script it out, if that makes sense? So that way... No, I I totally get that, and that sounds like a really great approach to take when you're planning yeah, stuff. because it's going to be... Like, there was one moment where we were talking, and um, we, it was kind of like we were talking as ourselves and our characters, and, like, I cried. <laughs> and, and, and that's okay. Yeah. Like, you know, it... It was worth it, and but it surprised me that I was hit that hard by something Laura said, and it wasn't Laura being mean. It was more Laura questioning something, and it was is something because um, you know, out of curiosity, was this the one of the big scenes right at the end of Rock and yes, Roll? Yes, it was. So it was the, okay. I think I know the one you're yeah, talking so about. So it was the falling out. Um, we had a moment where it looked like we were all gonna split up. It was kind of like, why should we stay together? I was genuinely concerned. Yeah, and, and you know that's one thing. Even just playing D and D in general, like forget a podcast. Like sometimes you party cohesion is something you need to work out. And you know sometimes like I'll have a character where her A decision is this, but. For the good of the party, I'll choose her C decision instead. It's still authentic to her. Is it her first instinct? No. But, you know, that's what I need to do. And I, so that was something we all decided we wanted to do is stay authentic to who, who our characters are. But make sure that we were presenting something quality and finding a resolution because that is important. Um, and I think it's made us stronger. And I think mm-hmm. that was something that people needed to see. Yeah, I... That was that was something that was kind of what occurred to me when I was listening to it because like I honestly don't remember if I've heard a lot of like 
actual play podcasts because that's pretty much my exposure mm-hmm. to tabletop gaming. Um, aside from like a few games that I play somewhat regularly, that it's just like I honestly don't think I've heard of people having just like issues like that. And I was like, they're having an actual talk about their feelings and their emotions mm-hmm. and how they're gonna deal and with this. I I'm just like we've all been laying hints as to what's to come, and there's some things like I don't know. I don't know a lot about where we're gonna go when we make it to Laura's arc, um, to Winnie's mm-hmm. arc. Um, but you know, um. One thing that's been really important to me that has happened gradually through um, as we've played is Twidal is based on um, some kids that I know from uh, a group home that have been taken into CPS custody. And to me, she's a representative of a child that's been through trauma. And so there are certain things that she does that I am mm-hmm. very mindful about that are based on a trauma that she has gone through. So uh, she's very she scavenges, you know. And that's something very common with kids that are in CPS. Uh-huh. Like, um, I know of a story where they have to keep the pantry doors off because the kids need to see that there's food in the house. Like, it just helps them sleep at night knowing that there's uh-huh. something there. And so, like, that's something, like, I try to, like, is always scavenging for different things. Uh-huh. And normally it's junk. But yeah. gosh darn it, it's her junk, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, sometimes the plates come in handy. They do come in handy. I know. I'm so sad that I lost so many of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they went for a good cause. It's just so sad. Um, and so that's been really important to me. And I think it's going to be interesting to see like how we do that. And that's something Renee and I've talked a lot about. And, you know, she wants to know what I think needs to come out uh-huh. of it. And so it's really nice working with such a collaborative DM who shares your vision and you share hers. And mm-hmm. so, it, we'll see where it goes she's a mess <laughs> twiddle's a mess and a half so <laughs> but she's your she mess and a half is. bless her heart uh it was really funny because somebody the other day on twitter like said something about like what's the weirdest name you've given a character and i was like well i think twiddle twaddle's pretty odd i've never seen another twiddle because i'll search for it every once in a while and mm-hmm. yeah i think uh there's like a last name that's pretty close that will like autocorrect to, but it's like she's the only one that spells it like that at least. There you so, go. I don't know, but uh, which it I think it's also going to be interesting if we ever do meet her tribe because I told Renee <laughs> and poor Renee, I said you realize that all of their names start with T W, right? And she was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, like her brother's name is Twee. Uh, there's probably like Twilight. There's probably like Twever. Like." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so i was like and they're all from the twaddle tribe so it's like twelve twaddle twiler 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 i like twiler twiler <laughs> i like came up with a list so we talked about we might need to like come up with a list like twalk oh my god <laughs> so it's like elmer fudd is like talking the entire time oh my gosh that's fantastic <laughs> so i was so it'll be really interesting whenever that comes up um uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) i had a thought which was how do you feel like playing in a playing a campaign with just your gm and two other players just having all the having the the non-player characters but then also just winnie and merriweather to play off of has helped to shape twiddle as a character i think that's been I think it has shaped her a lot um because she has to show that she cares 
in different ways that are not conventional. Um, one thing I say about Twiddle is she's not really much of a talker. She's just kind of sit back and watch or figure out what she's going to do because you guys are doing all the talky-talky and she's just not interested. Um, <laughs> it, but that was one thing, especially with Winnie, because she set off Winnie fairly early on um, whenever they landed in the desert. And she knew she had made a mistake, but she didn't know, she didn't have the tools to communicate that she knew she had done wrong. And so I think mm-hmm. that they've helped her a lot um, kind of figure out how to get along with other people because where she's from, people don't say, I'm sorry. And she's around these people who are who are smaller than her, but, she, you know, they're so, <laughs> they're so small. small. Like, she's the giant, <laughs> which is funny because I feel like the giant sometimes comes 5'7". Good night. Um, <laughs> but she... Uh, she just had to learn to adjust so that they don't so they realize that she does care um and i think they're helping her see the potential that she has as well um and she's never been around people who she's never been around people that expected her to care about them either and so that's kind of shaped Mm -hmm. her a lot um but I think it's also been funny because she likes to press other people's buttons. She's like, what can I do? You know, sometimes it is on purpose. Like, she genuinely doesn't know, but she's not going to apologize for it either. Um, and so I think that she's helping shape other people as well by making them question kind of their conventional reality. And she, you know, she didn't know how they made the mattress. She was very curious about that. Would you say then that that's maybe one way that uh, Twiddle has helped to shape Meriwether and Winnie's growths. I mean, I realize that we don't have Laura and Becca here, so we can't ask them directly. Well, I can but... speak for them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing, it was funny, because when we actually did have our cast chat, um, I pointed out to Becca that I, I think it's something that Meriwether's learning, is Meriwether thinks very um, analytically and logically. And so she recognizes... Twiddle's ability to change into different forms and she also recognizes Twiddle's strength and her height like let's let's be honest um and so yeah. Meriwether's slowly learning to see Twiddle as a person and you know recognize that she's not just not she's not just what she can do the skills she can bring yeah, to the team exactly um and I think Twiddle just is honestly genuine encouragement to Winnie because she thinks she's amazing and she just you know lets her know all the time that she thinks she's amazing and she's so smart and she's so talented. Um, and I think that's something that Winnie doesn't have a lot of, uh, she's got some self-confidence, but you know, she's, you know, Laura always comments like Winnie's a teenager, you know, she's young and she's at a mm-hmm. interesting point in her life where, you know, you kind of are finding yourself. Um, and so it's, mm-hmm. it's been interesting. So I just feel like Twiddle kind of encourages her. Winnie has self-confidence, but now she has a hype person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because, I mean, let's face it, Twiddle was not impressed with Valor Bane. Winnie could do a lot better. Yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> I mean, I can think of at least one thing that Winnie definitely did better than Valor Bane, but that's kind of a spoiler. <laughs> true, true, true. Sorry, there's something that happened in the last re- recorded episode I can't mention, so I'm just like... Oh, I man. <laughs> I will wait with baited podcatcher. <laughs> with baited podcatcher. <laughs> Okay. Oh, what are some of your favorite plot points that have happened oh, with Twiddle that you can that you can discuss? Oh, um, uh, 
I think Twidle, like, this is just something that she does all the time, but when she carves her tribe signal, her tribe symbol into everything, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. uh, I love to find any opportunity that she can do that, because um, it's such a branding thing, and, like, so, mm-hmm. you know, there's, like, these societal rules that you're supposed to follow, and she just doesn't care, you know, it's kind of, it's the same as, like, calling dibs, mm-hmm. basically, um, and it's also a marker yeah. for her, like, I've been here, I've done that, and leaving her stamp on something, uh, so I'd say, like, anytime she mm-hmm. does that is one of my favorites. Anytime I can find an opportunity that seems to flow well and isn't, like, just weird, um, I try to do that. But mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite is the first time Twidal saw an automobile <laughs> and thought and, uh, and mm-hmm. <laughs> thought she needed to attack it. Um, and I thought uh, Laura's husband, James, who's playing Krang, uh, the, M- the NPC, he did a really good job of handling that moment. Mm-hmm. Um and so she's pretty much convinced yeah. that there's a beast inside the car. She doesn't know what it looks like. And she, I, mm-hmm. I think she might try to find it at some point. I would, I would, oh my God. <laughs> Y'all could do Fury Road. That would be incredible. <laughs> yeah, we can make it. But, uh, so I, I would say like, that was probably one of my favorite moments is anything, anything she does is kind of inconven- unconventional. Mm-hmm. I relate very strongly to the branding thing. As someone who is a documented terror to those, like, tester pads for, like, pens and stuff in office supply stores. Yes. Every time I see one of those, I'm like, okay, like, what podcast can I promote on here? Oh, that's such a good idea. It's really fun. I need to try that. And just like, hey, like, I'm just going to leave, like, I'm going to leave up, like, an, like, a business card or something for this podcast that I follow. I'm going to slip these into, like, bags at the store. <laughs> I've, I've, confession here, I have left, like, trading cards and promotional items for podcasts in between books at game stores when I was traveling. <laughs> I need to do that. I, I have, I have business cards. I need to do that. Um, oh, I thought of another thing. So... Uh, yes, this, shoot. this did not happen on the podcast. So, like I said, I tried Twiddle out at a couple of one shots, just trying to find her personality. And mm-hmm. the very first one shot I played her in, we were gonna board a ship or something, not an airship, but uh, a ship. And she looked down, and I was like, and I kind of paused and looked at my DM, and I was like, I don't think my character knows how to read. And it just, you know, it just came like so. <laughs> organically and it was like something that i felt like she told me you know like i don't know how to read and um it it was really good it's just great whenever your characters like speak to you like that and i don't think that's something that people necessarily always understand of like i only have so Mm -hmm. much control yeah i'll believe me (laughs) yes i'm sure you do (laughs) and so that was that was that was another fun moment for me was realizing that she um hadn't take i would say taken the time to learn to read okay mm-hmm. interesting would you say that twiddle changed a lot from like the test games that you played her in to like to to on the podcast twiddle i would say that she has changed since the playtest but i think a lot of it oddly enough has to do with party members um the first few times i mm-hmm. played her she was the most outspoken but I think it's because the other PCs that were there were more reserved. And so I think her personality combated with Meriwether's. She's, I've slowly like brought her back to where she's more of a physical presence 
more than a talking mm-hmm. presence. And I think it suits her pretty well. But, because, I mean, let's face it, Meriwether can talk a mile a minute. And... Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, there are many documented instances of that. <laughs> yeah. And so she just tries to talk her way out of any situation. And Twiddle, and Winnie, you know, is assisting. And Twiddle's just looking around. What can I poke? Or is there anything for me to eat? Mm-hmm. Um, anything I can just take it and just put it in the bag. Say, will they know? And she does, and I never, like, it's funny because I think if I, when I've tried to play her in other settings, because we had a, like, a special release at our game store and I brought Twiddle for that after we'd already released the podcast. And, mm-hmm. like, the DM wanted me to roll sleight of hand. I'm like, no, no, she's not stealing. Like, she's just taking it. Like, <laughs> what, you know, what's the problem with that? She doesn't see mm-hmm. the problem. Like, she's not trying to be sneaky about it. It looks free. Yeah. Yeah. There's no price tag, nor could she read it if there was one, so. Yep. (laughs) I also like how you just said, oh, I brought Twiddle to this game. Like, you are taking your child to an activity (laughs) after school. (laughs) It was really, that one one shot was really fun because there was another player who, uh, she's a friend of mine. She was playing her barbarian. And so the the one shot started because we were at a Heroes Guild and, Everybody was like, you know, what is everybody doing? And I was like, I think that Twiddle is wrestling in the yard with this other character. <laughs> and so it was just basically the two of them, like, just rolling around in the grass, like, trying to <laughs> take each other out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had something kind of similar happen at, uh, I think I played it on, like, D&D Day or whatever a couple months ago, where, like, there ended up being another, like, another paladin in the party or something. And I was like, okay, this is my character's role model now. <laughs> She's going to follow you and be your apprentice. I love that. I love that. It was pretty I fun. Love, like when you can like kind of tag off on another player. Um, my first campaign with my first character, Renee and I were playing uh, Adopted Sisters. And uh, it was fun getting to share that like family history. And even recently I recorded an episode where I was playing a big D deaf character. And I asked another player, I said, hey, will you be my interpreter? And it's just, mm-hmm. and, you know, thankfully she agreed. And um, I think it's just fun whenever, like, you can have that moment between you and another player. And it just helps your characters even more. Oh, God, yes. That is that is one of my favorite things about tabletop gaming is when, like, you can, is when you can work with individual, with, like, the other people that you're playing with to help, like, build your characters up more. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, hey, like, we're going to have this connection. Is that okay? yeah and normally and then sometimes it turns out really great and it's all about you know the improv of yes and you know and that's something like we think is really important um and i think is important in collaborative storytelling um my friday my friday night campaign uh which again is not recorded but you know um (laughs) the dm is a good friend of mine and so i try to do things i know will make him happy because like i know he's the dm but he's still a player and I just, you know, I want to help him. And so I try to interact with his NPCs in a way that I know like he'll appreciate as well. And sometimes there's been times because um, there'll be times whenever he doesn't know what to do and I'll, you know, raise my hand and be like, I have a suggestion. And so there's times like he'll let me throw something in as well, or maybe we'll make a suggestion. And that's one thing I love about D and D that it really teaches you how to build a story as a team teamwork Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes i i think i've literally you've you've probably seen this post too on the internet it just 
like, oh, like, how do I add, like, I run D&D campaigns yes. to my resume? And it's like, te- like collaborative team building exercises once yeah, a exactly. month that include problem solving and analytical thinking. Yes. Oh, exactly. Well, it's like, I, um, I'm going to start working on my master's in marketing and I'm like, I could totally see how this would apply if I wanted to run a marketing team. You know, it's co- creative collaboration and you've got to be able to yes and then, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's also important to know when to say like, no, we need to stop and talk about this more. But at the mm-hmm. same time, the yes and is, is important too. Yeah. Faux show. So um, before we go into the final question, is there anything else that you want to talk about about Twiddle? Um, I've said this before, I think on maybe something we've released on Fate FM, but the name for Twiddle, I think, really represents who we are as a podcast. Um, so mm-hmm. Renee, Laura, and Becca all knew each other in high school, and uh, they, it was, I think it was originally Becca and Renee, and they were known as like the twe- as Tweedledee and Tweedledum. And, mm-hmm. and then they added Laura eventually, and so then they still considered themselves to be the Tweedle twins, but there were three of them. And yeah. so whenever I was trying to figure out Twiddle and everything, um, I thought Tweedle, and so I based Twiddle off the name Tweedle, and then Twaddle, of mm-hmm. course. So um, I think that just like helped me add, add to it, and we actually had an initiation, so now I'm officially a Tweedle twin as well. So, you know, not a big <laughs> deal, but... You know, <laughs> I, I that that whole like exchange on Twitter was like, I'm just so happy for them. This is just such a fun and cute thing to so do. Funny. And they recorded like their proposal to me to become a Tweedle twin. It was. I watched that and I was like, oh, this is so. It was, it was just so but precious. It was really cute. But um, so that's where I got the name Twiddle, Twiddle Twaddle. And I've had people tell me that it shouldn't be Twiddle. And I'm just like, well, they can get over it because I like it. No. <laughs> Somebody told me it should be Twiddle. And I was like, no. Because they're like, they're like, it could be Twiddle no. me this. And I'm like, no, I'm not changing it. No. <laughs> Too late. No, no. She is your character. Right. <laughs> that brings me to the final okay. question then, which is, why do you oh love Twiddle so much? Uh. <laughs> she just flailed oh away from the microphone. Um. Um, I love Twiddle because she has overcome a lot of obstacles in her life and she still remains true to who she is. She's still confident in who she is. And while she does think it's important to be mindful of others and, you know, their feelings and their emotions, she's not going to be apologetic for her genuine self and that's why I love Twiddle. Aww. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. This was so much fun, Christina. <laughs> I am so glad to hear that you had a good time. Like, did, um, you were my first. Did you know that? You're my first podcast other than Fate of Him to be on. I am I am honored by this. <laughs> and I'm glad I'm glad that I could I I don't know that I was like, I don't know how to phrase that without sounding weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that I could be the first guest spot that you've recorded. <laughs> I was really excited, so thank you. 
You are welcome, and you are always welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So, Sam, uh, do you have anything that you want to promote on the internet, places where you can be found, if you want to be found? And I'm sure there are some of those. Yes, there are. Let me look them up just to make sure I have the information right. (laughs) Okay. Now go ahead. So, I am part of the podcast Fate and the Fable Maidens. We are an actual play, family-friendly D&D podcast, 5th edition. Um, we are an all-women podcast as well. You can find Fate FM on any social media at Fate FM Cast. Um, I can be found on Twitter. That's where I like to be found at Turley underscore Girly 19. And that's Turley is T-U-R-L-E-Y. And then Girly is G-I-R-L-E-Y. Um, and I'm active on Twitter, so come find me. And if you're going to try and get into Fate and Fable Maidens, uh, I would like to suggest that you start listening with their most recent uh, two-episode Retroverse arc, which Sam ran, uh, which also features uh, Celeste Conowich of the Venture Maiden. Yes. Wait, yes, the Venture Maidens. I almost just messed <laughs> up their name. <laughs> so, no, you got it. And Celeste was a joy but, to have on. Yes. So, uh... Yes. And it is an absolute joy listening to the retroverse and it's a very good duet so far of episodes so i highly recommend it (laughs) thank you you're welcome i wouldn't be saying if it wasn't true (laughs) (laughs) the home for wayward ocs can be found on itunes or apple podcasts google play and stitcher our theme song is violet by pottington bear courtesy of the free music archives New episodes come out on the second and fourth Mondays of the month. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you, we can be found on Twitter at WaywardOCPod or through the WaywardOCPod hashtag. You can also email us at WaywardOCPod at gmail.com. Uh, we are always looking for guests to talk about the original characters, although to be fair and honest, we do have the next couple of months scheduled out. Uh, but if you're interested in being on the show, uh, drop us a line and we will hopefully be getting in touch with you. And as with all podcasts, it is incredibly helpful if you can rate and subscribe to us on your listening platform of choice and maybe recommend us to a friend because those all help us to find more guests and to brighten more people's days. So thank you all for listening. This has been Helm for Wayward OCs, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. All right, here we go. Woohoo!